0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. If you're relatively new to Awaken Church, I want to just give you a couple things. We are fresh, real, and powerful. So we're a church that can go from one second on our knees, worshiping God, saying, take it all, Lord, I want to serve you every day of my life, to talking about hot topics in a British accent. We can jump all around like that. And I encourage you guys, I've seen the whole video. It's hilarious. The British thing makes a lot more sense because it talks about etiquette. But watch the whole video. Watch it. And if it resonates with you, humor is an amazing tool. Humor can disarm, right? And so obviously it's been a crazy two years and everybody's had a different experience. Everybody has a different thing. But the video brings some thought-provoking humor. And so, and also... You know, it's so easy. If we want to, we can always get into a spirit of offense. So, you know, recognize jokes for jokes and what they are and all that. But besides that, so we're fresh, real powerful. We're also a church that gets excited about the Word of God. You know, if you hear people, when I first came to a spirit-filled church, came to Awaken, I was very confused because I'm like, why is everybody shouting at him? Like, he's trying to talk. Let them talk. You're inter- being rude and interrupted. And then I realized, no, they're engaging with the word of God. They're amening the word of God. You see it all over the Bible. And there's a the science to it. So we take notes here. I encourage you to bring a notepad and engage with the speaker. And it's fun. It's fun. It's scary at first. You're like, oh, my gosh, I've never shouted at church. But, you know, like, I don't know, watch some T.D. Jakes and figure out what to say or whatever. But you can, you know, you can just start with a amen, hallelujah, the simple ones, the stuff, you know. And keep it that preacher, white boy, you can get, you can go next level if you want. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I yelled, kick the calves, like kick the golden calves. That's always a good one. If it's controversial, kick the calves, whatever you want to do, you know, you'll get good at it. You'll get good at it. But there's a science behind it. If you just listen to me, you'll retain about 20% of what I'm going to say. That's like the science behind just listening. Take notes. You'll jump up to like 50, 60, interact with the message upwards to 80 to 90. And I don't know about you, but I want 80 or 90% of the word of God in my soul for Monday. So I'm ready to crush Monday, Tuesday. Come to church now on Wednesday because we've got a Wednesday night's encounter night. Listen, the power of God's gonna be moving on Wednesday night. Not that it's not moving on Sunday, but you don't wanna miss Wednesdays. Okay, so that's kicking off this Wednesday. It's gonna be a powerful Wednesday. We have an action packed month for you, by the way. I'm just so excited about the roster. We've well, got Pastor Juergen gonna be in town next Wednesday. So, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. It's gonna be awesome. So, don't miss anything in January, but today is one of my favorite Sundays in our church. Today is Vision Sunday. Come on, amen. Preach white boy. Here we go. This is not a penny that you're throwing in a wishing well, okay? We did sh- if you weren't here last week, I know Christmas week, a lot of people traveling, we had Shredder Sunday. Shredder Sunday is where we put down, you know what, there's some things I'm not going to take into 2022. And so if you haven't done that, I want to encourage you, you know, after this, you can podcast the message. It was called Deconstructing Doubt, and I really encourage you to do it because there are things we need to deconstruct. We don't want, uh, the enemy works in the past. That's his favorite place. God is always putting vision for the future. God is always putting vision in front of us. And that's why in, in, a, in a healthy car, you have a nice big windshield, little itty-bitty rearview mirror. All right? So when I look in the past, I just see the cross. And I want to just encourage you, shred some stuff. Don't take, if you got shame, guilt, uh, you know, regret. Look, and Jesus said, I went to the cross to deal with all of that. You bring it to the cross. It says he makes you white as snow, yeah. which by the way, that verse hits so much different living in Utah. <laughs> it just didn't hit the same from being from San Diego, but it is hitting. I get it now. I get it, Lord. Download, received it. But this is our vision card. So as I preach today, uh, you know, pastor Vince, wow. Okay. When there's anointing up here, you know, a preacher when anointing, cause they just collide and it's like, you know, you could have got, I should have just let you do the altar call and just keep going. Um, But you're going to get downloads from God. Maybe some that scare you. Good. You know? But I want you to put those down at the end of service. Our ministry team's going to come up here. You're going to bring this card up. You won't have to read it to them or anything. But they're going to anoint the card with oil and pray for you. And pray. And then don't just stick this some closet. You want to put this somewhere where you've got a vision in front of you. You're keeping the vision in front of you. Okay? So why have a vision? The title of my message today is Original Intent, but let's start with why I have a vision. Most churches, when you hear there's a vision Sunday, you'll come and you'll hear, hey, here's where we're going as a church. To be honest, we put that vision out almost every week because a church alive is worth the drive. We're on, we're on the move. God's growing. God's taking territory. God's doing things. This is for you to say, hey, like Pastor Vince said, I want to get a vision for my life and then hitch it to the kingdom. And why, the, why ride this wild ride? Here's why. Proverbs twenty nine eighteen says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he, he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Kind of sounds like Yoda. He that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Another verse. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. This is why. You're going to take this card, maybe put it on your mirror when you're getting ready in the morning so you see the goals, see the vision for a year. Maybe you put it in your Bible. Uh, we also have our one-year Bible reading plan. I encourage you guys to get on that. It's so cool to know like other people were reading the same thing at the same time. It's going to make a very interesting and fun year. I'm already. I'm, guys, I want you to know I am 100% current. I'm not a single day behind. <laughs> Doing really well. Okay. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on a tablet so you may run or so he may run who reads it. For all the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It'll surely come. It will not delay. Okay. You got to get a vision and write it out. God put dreams on the inside of you. God put purpose on the inside of you. Problem is that the devil works his hardest to say your dreams have to be separate from the house of God. Your dreams have to be separate from the bride of Christ, when the reality is that God wants to hitch them together. Yeah. Pastor Vince, just listen to his offering message again. That was amazing. I don't, a, I don't even need to go there. Okay. So, title of the message, Original Intent. Here's the deal. Jesus said that I did not come to destroy the law or finish, but I came to fulfill Okay, Jesus said that. So, what he was breaking, why he why he put a thorn on his head, he was breaking the fall and the curse that fell on man when we broke away from God, when we when we took uh, what we shouldn't have took, and we moved into sin and sin nature. And he he was fulfilling the covenant, saying, "I'm restoring you back to." God and your relationship with God can be whole because of my covering. You don't got to sow dead fig leaves to cover yourself. You have Jesus as your covering. So when you approach the heavenly father, he doesn't see your mistakes, your issues, but you can come to him boldly because you have Jesus's covering. There was was an interaction at the cross. Your failures, your shortcomings, your sin for his perfection. That was the, the thing. So won't get into it, but you don't earn salvation. You can't earn salvation. You work from salvation, you work from a place of love and begin to unravel the 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 fall and step into original intent. So let's go to Genesis 1, 28, because this is before the fall. This was the first blessing God gave man. Understand that when God blesses, it's what he speaks. When he speaks something, now you have authority to walk in it. Whenever God speaks something, you don't have to do the old, well, let me pray about it. Okay? If, it, if it's not clear, then, then go ahead. But like, sometimes Christians will be like, you know, uh, you know should I serve, serve the kingdom of God? Should I, should I serve in the house of God? It's like, you don't really have to pray about that. <laughs> Jesus said, hey, I'd like to make an interaction. I'd like you to give me your whole life. You don't got to pray about that situation, okay? You can pray where you're going to serve, where God has you to serve. But, but the question of, do I serve God? Do I serve in the house of God? So anyways, he says, this is what Genesis 128. Then God blessed them, and he blessed them by saying this. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion. Or the fish, sea, the birds, of the air, basically have dominion over the whole earth. Okay, that was original intent for mankind. That's the original intent of what God is restoring you to. So I want to unpackage this a little bit because I want your vision card to to reflect original intent. To not be a passive, not willing to fight for what's right Christian. Okay, listen, we are not... We are in a, you have to discern the seasons, the Bible says. The sons of Azachar discern the seasons. We are not in a season where the church is to be silent on the issues that we're facing. I haven't been along a whole long time relative to, you know, the all span of history, but I'll tell you, in my lifetime, I've never seen such a spirit of fear and control rising up in our nation. Okay? And the church is the answer. It's not a politician. They're not going to fix it. Okay? We need to vote. For people that follow the principles of God, absolutely. But what is going to fix it is the church says, enough. God is still on the throne. He is still powerful. And we're not going to tolerate propaganda, manipulation, all that. Okay? But how does that happen? God begins to move the church up. So, first intent this year, 2022, be fruitful, multiply, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth. What are you going to fill the earth with? Are you going to be a blessing to this city? So I, uh, Pastor Vince nailed it. Are you going to fill the earth with generosity right. and, 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 and ability to help people and teach people how to help themselves, not just give a handout and feel good about yourself and virtue signal and say, okay, I'm good. But are we going to actually oh. disciple people and grow them? Thank you, Pastor Vince. Okay. Are we, are we going to actually be the church? Yeah. It requires the church to step in to being fruitful and multiplying. Okay, um, I want to. I want to go here because this is the season we're in. Amos three seven says this: the Lord does nothing without revealing the secret to His servants, the prophets first. Listen, generals of the faith saw the next wave coming, and this should excite you. This should get you, your vision really high because here's the next wave. This has come from uh, Lauren Cunningham and Bill Bright, started YWAM and Youth for the Nations and Billy Graham. All three saw that this was the next great move of God and check this out. So the next great move of God, first Lauren and Bill Bright, different. They were both on a little sabbatical praying, God, what's, where are you moving? What's, how do we win the nations? How do we transform the world? And God showed both of them separately, never talking about this subject, that there's seven mountains and they're called the, uh, let me get it right, the social, the seven mountains of social influence. And he showed two separate generals that the next great move of God is going to come not from uh, stadiums filled with evangelists, trying to preach up to Hollywood and preach up to the mountains, but that God was going to start to position people of influence on the mountain, move them up the mountain. And you can see now why, because it's an Elijah moment. This is a moment where the church has to rise up and say, you bring your worldview, your ideology, your your CRT, your wokeism, you bring that over here, okay? You bring it here, Buckle up, it could get worse, okay? But truth is in love. Truth is in love, okay? A Marxist worldview comes from an Antichrist spirit. Here's why it says that man is inherently good, but it's just the systems. Bible says we were broken, we, we have a sin nature, Jesus heals. So, I'm sorry if I'm going on kicking the calves, but I'm going to kick the calves a little bit here. Here's why. The church has got to rise up. We got to say, hey, we, we're bringing our Bible. We're bringing the word of God. We're bringing the power of God. We're going to stand on this mountain here, and we're going to see who's God showing up. That's the season we're in. And so God wants to bring his church and his people up the mountain. He wants to start taking you up the mountain. Here's, our, here's the seven mountains. The home, the family. Make no doubt about it. If you're raising kids, you're doing one of the most godly things you could do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let me shout out. If you're are if you're stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, whatever, you were doing a godly thing. Because yeah. everyone, raise them godly, okay? Number two, the church, yeah. mighty church, yeah. victorious church, yeah. the schools and education, yeah. government and politics, yeah. the media, arts, entertainment, and sports, yeah. business, commerce, science, and technology. Wow. Those are the seven pillars, why this should excite you? It's because 99% of the church isn't called to be up here doing this. doesn't mean like we, we, we highlight our people, offering a message, but I'm saying this might not be your call. But the next move of God is happening out there in the workplace. If God's going to change Salt Lake City, it's going to be because he's positioning you in a place of influence. He's positioning you to rise up. Okay? So that these generals of the faith have this vision, separate. They meet, they share, they're, they're in awe that they have the exact same vision. But then Billy Graham, you know, arguably one of the greatest evangelists of our time, a general in the faith, amazing. I think 2.3 million salvations here in America. He said this in 2000, he said, I believe that one of the next great moves of God is going to be through believers in the workplace. The revival, yeah, come on, Tony. Tony runs our marketplace ministry here, okay? So, I'm willing to bet that you would fall in one of these seven categories the home, the church, the schools, the government, the media, the arts, and the commerce. And that's why on Vision Sunday, I want to crack off any small thinking and actually believe God wants to use you. God wants to use you in the next great move of God. Look, we're a city-taking church, and God needs us to climb mountains. He needs us to put the super, put, allow him to put his super on our natural. Okay, we're going to run up the mountains. That's what the vision card is. It gives you inspiration to run. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you sharp where you see an opening. You say, wait a minute, that's on my vision card, and I see a little opening. Boom, I'm going to bust through. I'm going to have a breakthrough anointing. I'm not going to sit back. I'm going to actually go for it. He's looking for Gideon's. You know, he comes to Gideon, he says, Gideon, you mighty man of valor. And his first response was, who am I? I'm the weakest tribe, I'm a a loser. He just totally writes it off, totally dismisses himself. Like, you got the wrong dude. There is no brave righteous here. And you know what God's response was? Go now in your bravery, Gideon. Just ignores everything Gideon says. Says, I'm calling you forth. It doesn't matter what you, your past, where you came from, your family background. It doesn't matter. When God decides he's going to put his super on your natural, you can't be stopped. You can't be stopped. Everything in the Old Testament is a physical Prophetic declaration of what we're stepping into in the New Testament. So you read all these battles to take the Promised Land. Understand that that now carries over, and God has marked you to take territory in the in the kingdom for for the city against the evil principalities. He's marked you to take territory for a new kingdom. Okay, God God always likes to mark His children. In the Old Testament, it's kind of rough. It was circumcision. I got a covenant with you. Here's the sign. Ouch. Okay, thank God for the New Testament. In the New Testament, it's the Holy Spirit, marked by the Holy Spirit, blessed to be a blessing. People should start to notice. In 2022, I'm declaring people will notice on you. Wow, they seem marked. They seem blessed. And when, when the enemy comes like a flood, they don't get rattled. They seem to get bolder and a standard rides up in them. And I don't know where it's coming from, but every time they get punched, they seem to stand up taller. And then I see some kind of breakthrough and miracle and I see them growing and increasing their influence. That is what God wants to do in 2022. Okay. He's marked you. He's looking for a Gideon. Go ahead. Get your excuse out now. If you're like, I'm too small, I'm not big enough, I can't do this. If you, you know, get it out and then write it on the vision card anyways, okay? Yeah. Be like, be like, God's going to say, it's cool, don't worry about it. I got you, let's go. Okay, point number two. So original intent. First, be fruitful, multiply. Second, subdue your enemies. Oh, I love that word. Any UFC fans in the house? I'm a UFC fan. No, oh, okay, not very many. All right. You Utahns are too friendly, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm a UFC fan. I, I like the martial arts. I like the combat. Um, but subdue, when I hear subdue, it makes me think of a headlock. It makes me think of just like forcing somebody down and say, tap, baby. You got to tap or you're going out, okay? And, and God, the actual definition of subdue, to overcome, quitting, bring under control. Quitting, I didn't, never heard that word, so I'm going to give it to you, is to make something calm to make something calm. In 2022, if you've had chaos in your world, if you've had areas of dysfunction and chaos, it's time to raise up a standard and say, not anymore. I'm not gonna passively pray, but I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna subdue this thing. If you've been under a spirit of fear, I'm gonna subdue that thing. There's a great story in the Bible about this. And this guy gets a bum rap, And do so, he didn't finish well, but King Saul, he didn't finish well, but he did pretty well at the beginning. He had some moments whenever the Holy Spirit would show up. He was labeled one of the prophets. The Holy Spirit hit him. He would prophesy. He would have these moments where the Holy Spirit hit him. And this is a story I love talking about subdue. And it's found in uh, 1 Samuel 11. I'm going to paraphrase it because it's a little long, but there is this... uh, there's this bad dude named Nash. Bad dude named Nash. And Nash has come and surrounded the city of uh, Jabeth Gilead. All right? He's, I hate that Jabeth one. All right. Jabeth Gilead. He surrounded the city. We're just going to call it Gil for short. So he surrounded Gil. And, he, and, he, and I mean, that, Gil's outnumbered, man. There's no hope. There's not a chance in heaven. So Gil steps out and is willing to make a compromise, which God told him not to do. But he said, they say, hey, We'll surrender. We'll be your slaves. Just don't kill us. And he says, I'll take the terms of surrender under one condition. Every man has to gouge out their right eye. Side note. The enemy is always going after your vision. He is always going to go after your vision. And if he can't get all of it, he will take some of it. That's what Shredder son is about. It's not taking into 2022. Oh man, I love God I'm serving, but I keep looking at this thing I shouldn't online, or keep self-medicating. Let God get in there and repair and fix and heal you. Because the enemy always takes vision. You don't want to be divided. It doesn't mean that I'm saying like, oh, you need to be perfect in 2022. I'm saying you need to make a commitment to say I'm not going to make compromise with the enemy in 2022. And I don't care what it takes. If it takes counseling, if it takes going to men and women's prayer every week, if it takes whatever it takes, I'm going to go to my connect group. I'm going to get people in my world. I'm going to get transparent. I'm going to stop hiding. Whatever it takes. Make that commitment in 2022. I am going to submit this thing. Anyways, that was a side note. All right, cool. We're doing good. Okay. So the elders say to Nash, they say, okay, can you give us a week? And Nash is a prideful man. Because, I mean, you've got a victory. That's pretty prideful to be like, week, who cares? He wants those eyes, right? Devil always fails because of his pride. He oversteps. He always overplays his hand, right? And so Nash says, fine, take a week. I got a massive army. You'll never have a chance. Your 12 tribes don't have a king. You're divided. So they send out messengers to all of Israel. One chapter before this, Samuel has come out and anointed Saul as king. Now, a lot of the tribes weren't down. A lot of people said, nope, not going to do it. So it's still not necessarily a kingdom. He just has the anointing, okay? Okay. And mind you, just so you know background of Saul, on his ordination day, he didn't step up to the plate, I'm ready. He was hiding. He was hiding in the luggage. Samuel had to get a prophetic word and be like, hold on, get out, you're king now, (laughs) okay? But anyways, so they send out messengers and the messengers are going to Saul's town and the people in the town are weeping because this is their brethren, this is the tribes. Even though they're not united, they're still mourning for the fact they're like, oh, they're writing them off. They're stepping into their 2022 thinking about the past, thinking about what what didn't work, what didn't happen, what what didn't come true. But Saul walks up with a herd of oxen and he sees everybody in dismantle and dismay and he says, what's going on here? And they tell him, Yeah, hey, Nash is there. He's going to gouge out their eyes. And then I want to go to verse 6 here, and I just want to read this one verse because this one jumped out at me. Then the Spirit of God came upon Saul, and when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. When he heard this news, his anger was greatly aroused. The Spirit of God came on him. And another version actually translated to the Spirit of God came on him, and kindled his anger. There is such thing as righteous anger. And to suppress all anger is not, anger was an emotion given to us for a reason. Anger did not come with the fall. Now, we can harness the anger and get angry about a lot of things. Anger is a very potent and can be a really destructive thing. But a righteous anger actually is part of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and for too long right now, The church is afraid to show righteous anger. That doesn't mean we throw out grace and love. Listen, anyone that wants to talk about, you know, talk through these things and and why we believe what we believe, of course we're going to do that. And, I, you know, I'm always balancing the, you know, we meet people where they're at. But we cannot pivot so much that we are always hiding the truth. Okay? We are always hiding the truth behind whatever. We need to have a righteous anger. You know what makes me righteously angry? Sex trafficking. It makes me super angry. It makes me angry that case files are being shut. We need to speak out about that. You know what makes me angry? It makes me angry that there's an opioid addiction problem in my valley, in my city. That makes me angry. It makes me angry that millions of babies are killed every year. That makes me angry. And that is a righteous anger. Okay, it makes me angry that our schools are indoctrinating instead of teaching math and science. Teach my kid how to count. Don't teach them how to think. That's my job. I'm the parent. I didn't ask for your help teaching my kids propaganda. So but righteous anger will drive me to say, you know what, fine, we'll open an Awaken Academy. Okay, Amy Thomas, if you're in the room, I don't know, let's see, okay? Righteous anger says, fine, We'll create something then. Yeah. We'll create something. We'll create an epic kids' church. Yeah. Yeah. We'll teach them the truth. Yeah. the real We're not going to do daycare up there. We're going to give them the word of God. We're going to get it deep down in their soul. So Because the Bible says, teach them when they're young the ways of the Lord, and they will not depart from when they're older. They're getting the gospel up there. Those kids are praying and seeing miracles happen. Righteous anger. God told us to be subdued. So let me just t- tell you the story because you're like, oh well, what happened with the eye poking and all that? Okay. Um, Saul gets angry. He walks over to two of the oxen, pulls them up, slaughters them, and cuts them into pieces. Puts them in a wagon, says, go to every tribe, show them those oxen, and tell them, if they do not show up to defend our brethren in Gil, I will do this to their oxen. It's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. Okay? What happens? Seven days comes up. Guess who rolls up the town? Saul with 330,000 men. They spank Nash. They ruin him. He never returns on the scene, gets destroyed right then and there. Righteous anger. It has its place. When you write down your vision, ask yourself, what makes me angry? That's good. What makes me angry? Because I would be willing to bet that part of God's plan for you, if you can attach, let's say you're going to be a kingdom builder like Pastor Vince, and you're, you know, what do, you, what do you want to be able to give money to? What do you want to be able to fund in the kingdom? So you attach the vision to some purpose and some righteous anger and you're going to see some amazing things. But God, God wants to raise up men and women, the church, who's not afraid to subdue. Look, Exodus 15, 3. God has many names, but this is one of the ones again. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Make no doubt about it. God is ready and willing to fight for his church and his children, because that's who he is by nature. He wants us to enter into his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Part of the di- vision needs a little righteous anger, okay? And then this, here's the deal. So when you step into God's promises, there's a duality. There are some fights he's just gonna show up and do all the work. When Joshua got to Jericho, that was the first battle for the promised land. God's like, don't even pick up your sword. All you gotta do is march around, and I'm gonna knock down the walls. I'm gonna take care of this one. But every other fight for the promised land after that, God said, I'll fight with you, but I need a partnership. With your vision cards, you've gotta partner with God. Say, God, I'm I'm looking for you. I'm gonna gonna pray on this, and when I see an opening, I'm gonna ignore caution, or I'm I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna step in, because I actually am gonna believe that you're gonna fight with me. Um, Judges 3, two says this, talking about Israel and why God left enemies. He said, this was only so that the generations of the children of Israel might be taught to know war. See, God wanted people to learn how to be territory takers. Right, right. So if he does it all, all the time for you, what it takes to get it is what it takes to keep it. Right. You have to have a strength in you to keep dominion, to keep what God has given you. It requires stewardship. I was given a beautiful wife. I don't just get to hit, like, coast mode now to keep her, okay? No one tells you how expensive just the hair maintenance is to have a wife. <laughs> I'm like, I used to get $12 haircuts. She came back and I was like, we're gonna take a second mortgage out, okay? <laughs> just kidding. No, but what it, what, it you know, totally worth it. I'll pay it again. What it takes to get it, to, you gotta keep, you gotta know how to keep. Right, right. So if you did nothing in the partnership with God, you won't know how to maintain it. You won't know how to keep it. So that brings me to point number three. Take dominion. Good. Good. Take dominion. Deuteronomy twenty eight thirteen says this. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. And if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and you are careful to observe them. He wants to make you the head, not the tail. And that's really the point that I want. When you come up with this vision card today, I want you to think, if God Almighty is for me, and if in this season, He is going to bring a revival, not like the old model we've seen, but He's going to bring revival in the workplace. It's going to bring revival at my, at my job. It's going to bring revival at the school. It's going to bring revival in my, in my passion. Some of you have had deep down passions. And you're just like, well, God probably doesn't. No. If God Almighty says you're the head and not the tail, and he wants to mark his children, can we believe that in 2022, we get a vision hitched to God's house and we get the word of God and begin to plant seeds towards that vision. Can we believe that God would do a big thing? And like Pastor Vince said in the offering, it's because what's out there. Right. Right. The church needs to shine because we're the answer. And I, I, I've had to go through this. Can I be vulnerable for a minute? I'm, by nature, I like being a number two. I don't, I don't actually always enjoy getting up here and, you know, if I'm gonna pound a point and sometimes I see people walk out. And my nature is I wanna chase them because I'm an evangelist. I wanna say, listen, I know that might've sounded harsh, but, but God is love and his principles always produce beauty and love in the world and we have to stick. But but the reason that I'm willing to step in and, and, and lead and be uncomfortable sometimes is because I know that he wants to raise up a church that can go out there and people go, whatever is on you, I want that. Yeah. And they'll come into the house of God right. and they'll get free yeah. and they'll get saved yeah. and they'll get sit on original intent. Church, 2022 is our year to rise up. We're going to take territory. Right. Right. There's the awesome mighty men. And here's what gets me broken. It's like, you see like the Bible... And talk about like the mighty men and like, dude, they're bad dudes. And then now we're in a better covenant with a with a, m- the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. And and we're like, weak sauce. You know, like what if we had the tenacity to say, not an inch will I give to the enemy? There's a mighty man named Shema and He says that they were fighting and they're overwhelmed by a whole platoon and there's just a few people and they all run and what the platoon wants to get is a a field of lentils. I don't know about you, but I'm not usually willing to die for lentil soup. It's not my, like that's a, doesn't seem like the risk to reward factor's right. Just let the lentils go, my man. But it says he stood in the middle of field against an entire troop and he said, not one inch I don't care if it's lentils, dirt, corn. Don't care what it is. Not one inch, enemy. Because this promised land was promised to the children of God. That's the attitude I want our church to take into 2022. Not one inch, devil. And just to make sure you don't get an inch, I'm going to keep taking more inches. I'm going to move the battle line up so you can't even get back there because I'm up here already. I'm up here. We are a house of anointing. Listen, if you've never owned a home, in this house, we have anointing for breakthrough homes. In the last month, I've heard six amazing stories of impossible homes happening. In the last year, I've lost count. People in this church, people in this church that said, I'll I'll never own a home. And a couple months later, boom, keys in hand. And not a little home either, a beautiful home. We were those people. Every loan officer and banker in California and most of Utah told me, you got to wait two years because 2018 we had some business stuff and you got to wait. Thank God I had a realtor with some faith, some business partners with some faith, and uh, I get, we found a loan officer with a little bit of faith too. Or she's crazy, but we got it done. We got it done. I don't think she goes to our church yet, so I can say that right now. No, but... It's time to let God's super be on your natural. Come on. Come on. Yes. I love hearing the God stories. People going, man, I looked at my vision card at the end of the year. Come on. But God, yeah. but God. Right. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand to our feet. There's anointing in this house. God would invite you. Say, son, daughter, you want to be marked. Listen, that starts, though, with a relationship with Jesus. You only step into being marked when you ask Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And so if you haven't done that, or you need to get your life right with God, right over here in the corner is Ted Miller. He's got a Bible and notepad. We're going to get to praying for people, so come talk to him. It's the nicest, most godly man that I know, okay? So he's a safe person, but get your right, life right with Jesus. But it's time to get our vision cards out. The ministry team's gonna come up. You can take a few minutes. The worship team's gonna play a song and just ask Holy Spirit, what am I putting out as my vision? You'll come up here, you'll get a quick prayer. They'll anoint your card with oil. Then you're gonna take this and put it somewhere where it's constantly in your face, where you're reminded to pray over it. speak life over it, to read scriptures all year about how that's going to work and let God do what he said he's going to do. What he said he's going to do. I'll just go ahead and give the closing announcement now. If you haven't been to men's prayer, it's every Tuesday morning at 5.30. If you haven't been to women's prayer, it's every Thursday morning, 6.30 or 9.30 right here. Come and hear the God stories. We're starting our Wednesday night encounter services this Wednesday. Bring a friend. Power of God's going to fall. It's going to be amazing. And it'll be every Wednesday, starting this Wednesday. So we love you guys. After you do your vision card, if you need to go pick up your kids, take someone to lunch. But uh, make sure don't don't discount this moment. This is a powerful moment. Let's believe together because the revival is what we're collectively going to do out there. Thank you, Lord. Lord, today we don't want to come with small, we don't want to come to you like a wishing well throwing a penny in and hoping. We want to attach some faith to your word and see you put your super on our natural. Begin to climb the mountains of where we're influential. Because at the top of that mountain, the the higher we get, the more people we impact. So we're believing for you to do what you do and to raise up your mighty, beautiful church. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awaken Church, go to awakenchurch.com.